Welcome to the Light Gray Art Lab podcast. I'm Lindsay Knoll. I'm Jenny Bookler. And I'm Chris Heine. And we were thinking about all of the stuff that wastes all of our time earlier today. And we thought we would share with you a weird concept that everything is a waste of time, except for it's not. (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) Before we start our conversation, I wanted to quick tell you about some of the stuff that's up here on the walls at Light Gray Art Lab. Actually, never mind. I won't tell you. Jenny can tell you everything that's happening. Yes. So we currently have the Guts exhibition up on the wall. Uh, Guts, if you haven't seen it yet, it has 60 artists from around the world that participated, along with featured artist work by Lana Crooks, who's our guest artist for the show. Um, she's made an entire collection of really amazing sort of scientific hand-felted skulls of birds and specimens. sculptures and specimens and all sorts of really interesting things. So you can check out all the work for The Guts Show um, on the website, also on the shop, and it will be up through May 15th. That's awesome. And then we also want to thank everybody that has been coming out to game night. We've been having quite a few of those, and as the spring season is upon us, we shall... Continue think, to have them. <laughs> we shall continue to have them <laughs> yeah. and think more about actually going outside and participating in life. Yeah. Do we want to announce the next game night? It is two weeks from the last one. Sure. So what is that date, Jenny? It's May 7th. Is, is that, that correct? True? I think well, that's correct. Well, I look at my calendar out of the corner of my eye. I'm also going to say the next one. I haven't decided on a theme, but I was thinking multiple things. So I will continue to think on it <laughs> i'm pretty and, sure it's yeah may 7th yeah, is the okay. day we also just announced all the details for the next opening reception that we're having here at the gallery so it is a reception an artist talk and a creatives meet and greet all in one night um it's going to be on may 22nd from 7 to 10 p.m uh sam bosma who is an incredible comic artist and illustrators coming from new york and will be having an artist talk from 7 to 8 and then you can say hello look at all the great artwork um that is from the iceland exhibition um so the 14 artists that joined us for last year's 2014 residency is making an entire collection of work inspired by their experiences and what they thought and reflected on afterwards. So There's a lot really of cool fun. stuff that's coming in for that, like lots of different mediums. You can see some process, like actual things that happen there, plain air, sketchbooks, and then a ton of really new content that I don't think anybody has seen yet. So that'll be really good. Mm-hmm. Very, It'll satisfy your wanderlust temporarily. Yes, yes. You can kind of <laughs> live vicariously through that. So um, the full list of artists that uh, are participating in that show will be up on our website as well. So you can go and take a look at that Iceland Residency Program if you want any information about what exactly happened. All that stuff is up there too with some really great photos from Chris and a couple other people just to kind of give you an idea. So yeah, lots of stuff going on. Also, if you haven't seen this, um, Tegan White is doing our newest two and a half day workshop. It is coming up on July 3rd, 4th, and 5th, right smack at the beginning of the Patches and Stitches show, which, by the way, we have announced all of the artists, participating artists for that once, if you want to see who's involved. Um, Tegan is also participating in that and will be giving her artist talk on the Patches and Stitches opening. So that's a while away. But if you want to get one of the tickets, we have limited seats for her two-and-a-half-day workshop, which includes a special trip over to Lake Maria State Park, where we're going to be jumping in some boats, <laughs> looking around, exploring, and working on our creative uh, practice out in the field. 
like the emphasis on my T's and F's that mm-hmm. I gave you. Beauteous. Thank you. <laughs> trying. So um, I, I think we still have a handful of those spots left, so you guys can check that out. So let's go back to that thing I said earlier. All right. <laughs> <laughs> everything's a waste of time everything is a waste of time except for it isn't right every time i work on a new project i am constantly freaking out about doing things right the first time but as we've talked about in previous conversations it's not always that easy just to get everything right on the first turn and it's certainly not easy to do anything new right mm-hmm. off the bat right without a little bit of exploring um, I was having a conversation with Chris in the car the other day because we were thinking about the possibility of, like, what happens five years from now? Like, what do we do? I don't know if you guys ever have those conversations or you kind of, I mean, I did with you, Chris, but if anybody else ever thinks, like, what it, what happens if I think five years from today and how do I make progress as a human being and where will I be and what should I do to prepare for that? And you kind of think way out there. And all of a sudden you start to realize that, wow, if I if I took the coolest version of my future that I just came up with and I actually wanted to do that version of it, I'd have to start right now in planning. Mm-hmm. So that's a very vague version of that. However, we were sitting around and we said, what, what would be really cool? You know what would be really cool? It would be cool to own like a big building. And then we looked around and we said, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then we said, "Okay, how much do buildings cost?" And, and by ha- own a big building, you mean a fortress. We were like, "Okay, how much does a fortress cost?" And then, and then we were like, "Okay, so if you can't afford a fortress, how much does a barn cost?" Except for we didn't really look at real barns. And then, how much does a utility building? How much does a lean-to cost? And we went all the way down, and we were like, "Got to do a little bit of research." But of course, you're sitting there in a big brainstorm looking for how much a lean-to costs. And you're like, you know what I should be doing right now is working on this project for a client instead of working on my future. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you sit there and you're like, I am wasting my time looking at prices of buildings for possible future something because in reality, I should be getting the minutia of this project done for this client. I mean, in this case specifically, it's not the necessarily the looking online, but we actually went out and looked at things. Yeah, we and that's the funny part. I think and spent a whole day looking at things, and everything was just trash that we couldn't afford. <laughs> <laughs> we said, "This is like a this is like a gigantic building that is a piece of trash." Yeah, and we had to go look at it in order to know it was a piece. Yeah, of trash. Yeah, basically, we had to look at it to know that it was just a horrible idea. Yeah, and then so because the end result was it being horrible, we felt like it was a giant waste of a day. You know, I sat there and thought about it because we were in the car and we were in the car with my parents who were just driving around and stuff. And my parents really like looking at things. And, you know, that's like one of their favorite pastimes is looking at buildings, you know. (laughs) So we're like, fun day with my parents. And my mom said, yeah, don't don't you always feel like, you know, you didn't get really get very far on this, you know, because nothing really panned out. And she was talking to you, Chris, and I kind of heard it from the front seat because I was navigating. And, uh... And I piped up and I said, well, you know, you can't, you wouldn't have known if you hadn't gone and looked. So I guess you can't really count it as a waste of time, you know. Right. But you still kind of feel a sense of loss, like something didn't work out, you know. Yeah, I feel like it is, 
it felt like a waste of time, but it also would be more of a waste of time if we didn't go look at it and you just continued to think of these possibilities and you didn't eliminate the possibilities. So if you were kind of like being like, well, this is a possibility, so let's ideate on what that could be. And this is a possibility, so let's ideate on what that could be and blah, blah, blah. And then eventually, if you just go look at them, you'd be like, well, these are not even an option anyway, so let's not even think about them. You know what's hard about that is that I really enjoy the possibility thinking time Mm -hmm. sometimes without correct information like i actually like it's more fun without correct information it is because you're like think of the possibilities and then you do think of the possibilities and then you go and look at a building and it's a piece of crap but when you think about like sitting down and like planning especially for something that far out i think that's the big question is how much time do you dedicate to things that could potentially be a massive waste of time so and in this case, I have a I have another analogy that I want to tell you really quick. I was trying to figure out if analogy was a word, and it is. But so the other day I was flipping through my phone before I was going to bed, and I saw an example on Twitter that somebody had reposted that said, if you're 25 years old and you're putting money towards your 401k, if you're putting like 300 bucks a month towards like a savings that you eventually put into your retirement, you will end up... And of course, those of us that are not math people, I'm just going to say numbers and then that's it. But at a 5% interest, by the time you're 65 and you retire, you'll have almost $450,000, maybe $500,000, you know, somewhere between there. Right. That's a lot of money in retirement. But if you start at 35 and you're putting $300 a month, Mm -hmm. you'll only... At that same 5% interest, you'll only have $144,000 by the time you're 65, which is a massive difference. Yeah. And then they said, okay, well, what about the person who starts at 40 and they put in $600 a month and they got somewhere around like $300,000. And I was thinking about that as I was thinking about this building like comparison. And I was like, you know, like somebody who is sitting there pouring resources little bit by little bit, starting at a very early stage, actually does benefit in the long run by spending that little amount of time for a bigger payoff at the end, in that case. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like when you sit down and you're making a piece of artwork that you're like picking away at something after a while, that you actually like, you think about it the same way you would think about investing in your future or your future building or your future like whatever do you feel like that or do you feel like like i do when i sit there and i'm halfway through a crappy painting and i could tell it's crappy and i just want to throw it away yeah do i feel like like sometimes i feel like i should continue because maybe it'll turn out awesome other other times i feel like i should throw it away it depends on if it's client work yeah then i do not think of it that way because i need to get it done and i need to get it right and i need to keep in mind budget and all that kind of thing so So you don't I don't feel like a failed client project is helpful for growth to my future. Oh, Does I that see. Make sense? So you, so on the positive version of that, a positive. If I'm working on a personal project and it doesn't turn out, then I can talk, chalk it up to be like, well, I learned something. Oh, okay. Uh, but if I <laughs> do something awful for a client project, then I'm like, well, that is either time you know, that I have Or a relationship or, or a relationship. something. Yeah. Well, I hope, I mean, hopefully I would be able to do it again or something like that, but that would be time out of my budget, um, you know, because 
So sometimes it is a waste of time. Sometimes it sometimes No, I'm saying it is a waste of time. If I'm doing something for a client and it's on a deadline and it has a specific budget and I do and, you and, bomb I, it. and I swing and I miss and I have to redo it because I can't turn in this whiff, then it is wasted time. And maybe I did grow a little bit and I know what to do for the second chance. You understood your avoid. threshold of anger. Right. I understood. <laughs> you got practice being angry. <laughs> <laughs> But those are the times when um, it matters to get it done right the first time. Okay. So in your case, because mm-hmm. I know you're a very process-oriented person, yeah. you have kind of a poetic like vision of making progress yes. as a person. Yes. Do you, would you feel the same way if you were sitting there and dedicating a bunch of time to, to a hypothetical concept? Mm-hmm. Like we were doing that the other day. Yeah. No, I, I actually feel very similar. And I have a hard time now separating like time from making because I know you can't like you just can't sit down client projects are different but a personal project you can't sit down and be like time to make my portfolio piece time to make the best thing I ever did because that doesn't happen like you you can have ideas and objectives but that's like you don't continually climb this mountain forever and like every piece you make is like gold you know um so I think it's really difficult to sit down and be like I have three hours what I make has to count. I have to show it. Yes, or it has to do something. And so at the end of three hours, if you have nothing, of course you're going to be like, this is a waste of my time. Do you feel like it's a waste of time? Um, I sometimes do. I don't know. It's frustrating when you only have so much time to devote so to I guess making. In, I want to make it count. I want to like, feel satisfied or like feel like I did something. It's the deadline that you mean in both your guys' cases that... Makes kind you of. feel like if it's a waste or not. Yeah. If, if well, you got six months and you're doing stuff, you're like, it's process. Yes. And then yeah. if you're like, you got right, two if it's days. Due the next day and you spend the first six hours failing and then you're like, well, now I have six hours less than I had and the right. clock is ticking. What right. do you think about that thing I was saying about your your retirement savings? It's resources you're pouring into a hole somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you don't get to use it right now. Yeah. I mean, that is a very delayed gratification kind of thing. I think some people, I mean, I think if you look at it in the right mindset, you might think like, I'm doing a wonderful thing. I'm putting aside savings and that might feel really good. However, we, I do have a 401k and I have been putting money into it. And every time I do, I feel like, well, there goes that money. And I know (laughs) I will see it again someday, but at the moment, you know, that's money that I can't be doing other things with or you know, paying off certain things or other things. So, um, so it, it doesn't feel like a waste, but it also does not feel, feel like a gain. You're sort of comforted by the fact that it's going towards a bigger, greater, better something. Somewhere. I know it is a gain in the long run, unless if the inevitable horrible apocalypse happens and all that becomes meaningless anyway. Oh, shoot. And I could have been buying shotgun shells and <laughs> you could <laughs> think about your $300 Freeze-dried a month. food. Yeah. 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 Well, so I could have been making my stockpile and building my fortress, but instead I just <laughs> gave it to some unknown bank government entity or something. So, um, Hmm. I don't like thinking about it that way at all. I feel like I, I, I contribute to my retirement so I don't have to pay the government. I should take this out of here because they're wiretapping all over. <laughs> <laughs> they're listening to our podcast and taking notes. I should stop searching weird stuff on the internet too while I'm at it. But it's really hard to feel like, so this like is you're case, not wasting your time. This is a time. case where on a good year, it feels like I'm preparing for the future. On a bad year where every dollar counts, then it feels like a waste because then you're like, I have all these other things that need immediate attention and I'm putting this aside and I can't touch it even though it exists. So the other day I found a Groupon and my Groupon 
was for a 17-day trek to Everest Base Camp. And as you know, that's like... <laughs> Seems like something that should be on Groupon. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> it, feels, <laughs> it feels like a weird Groupon. There's many things that are interesting about the fact that it's a Groupon. However, chances like that, they're fully packaged experiences, don't often show up like that. And it, it's thrown in front of you for a second. And you think to yourself... Wow, that is my life's dream to go and look at Mount Everest. There it is. And then you think of a second and you're like, wow, that would be really expensive, even though it is a Groupon. And then me, being the person that I am, went and I said, okay, well, I'm going to compare and contrast every other price of every other plane ticket and whatever and this and that. And how much does it really cost? And what is it like? And, you know, so I spent, I don't know, several hours I would say several days. Probably. Okay, several days. All right, that's fine. You guys know what I actually did. And I spent all this time and I'm like, okay, all right. And I kind of thought to myself, okay, this Groupon is about how much it would cost if you actually went there and found like an actual tour guide. So, right, so in the end you found, if you just put the, I found thing, a comparable, if you put the puzzle together yourself, you could actually do it for the same or cheaper. The same, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not cheaper, but the same. Not a huge surprise, but okay. Not a huge surprise. However, I just spent all that time that I probably mm-hmm. could have been making some money doing some client work or something, <laughs> but instead, or planning life goals, who knows? Instead, I was sitting there like comparing, contrasting a Groupon, but I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, well, also didn't find out that I had a better option necessarily. Same amount of money, but it's still really expensive. And it's one of those things where I was like, I could buy... And then I, you could just list everything. You could be like, I could buy a cheap car for this. And by cheap car, I mean really cheap car. <laughs> like a crust car, like a crusty car. Or I could buy, you know, like a new Wacom tablet and a new monitor or something, you know? And you do that thing where you sort of rationalize like what you could have right this second for the same exchange. Not even taking into consideration that this money isn't just like magical money sitting on the table that I have to spend. You know, I don't have to spend that money. But you kind of think about it. You're like, I could go to Kathmandu and then walk my way over to Mount Everest. Or I could buy a Wacom tablet. You're like, wait a second. That's not how that works. But I thought about that. And I was like, all this time and energy I'm thinking about going on this trip I was like, well, what if I go and then it opens up a whole new world of like me feeling good about international travel or I Mm -hmm. feel liberated and I I have this like great epiphany about what I can do as a human being and what my like what my life could have that's different than my day to day right now. You know how like we have all these conversations on travel and like how much it influences you. And I mean, we have a whole show coming up based on exactly that concept. But you think about it and you're like, what if? What right. if this well, changes that's everything? The funny thing when you're like, this is one week of my life, and we keep talking about how fast weeks are flying by. Like, who knows how it's almost May? I don't know how that happened to us. I have but no idea either. Weeks are flying by, but then the week that we spent in Iceland is so memorable and fresh, and like, it feels like it's just happened. You can like recall every conversation and moment, and so. Something like a 17-day trek. Like, I think about all the things that you would learn and do and discover. And, and be exposed to. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but then you think about it and you're like, you're like, I'd really have to make a very big commitment of time. First yes, of all, I'd have yeah. to take off 
of everything for two and a half weeks mm-hmm. and a whole bunch of money. So there's like lost money and yeah, <laughs> like like lost jobs that I could be doing. Right. And then there's a bunch of money I'd have to pay to go and do it. But you think about that and you're like, but is it worth this new like, I don't know, life goal of seeing a thing I've always wanted to see and, you know, maybe possibly having an experience that changes my perspective. Do you guys ever think about stuff like that? I mean, it's a big investment. Yeah, like, I mean, I think about whenever we do do travel things, mm-hmm. we're do you get exchanging. Nervous? I mean, you're exchanging the amount that it costs and all that kind of thing, but you're also exchanging the like lost loss job. of time. Yeah. yeah, and we're not obviously salary, so we don't kind of just get vacation time. So whatever yeah. we take for every hour counts, is, right? But do you think about it in terms of like? This is a waste of time, but it isn't. No, I don't. I mean, I I see. I know there's going to be value in it. I mean, there is a question of what if you go on this trip and, and I it, die, or what if it oh. is? I mean, you're not going to be in a bus or whatever. But there are trips where people take and they kind of get like shuffled into a bus, and then they, you know, you go to every time we go like anywhere, a there's point? always like a no, not a checkpoint. I okay. was just saying like um, I was like, what is this Far to, Cry for? Then I yeah. okay, all right. Um, and then no, you just you get shuffled in, and the experience is so um, like lackluster, lackluster yeah. that in the end it is you know, and you never know what that's going to be beforehand. I mean, I have a hard time believing that this could be anything but maybe not an life, adventure, an adventure because you are like traveling by foot the entire time. You have to stay in a different place every night. You have to you're staying with like kind of local people who have set up a place where you can stay and all this kind of thing. So um, I'm sure in that case, it isn't going to kind of end up being a ultimate dud. But I mean, the first time we went to Iceland, we just kind of went on a whim. We had no plans or anything like that. And I had no expectations. And for all I knew, it could have just been like, um, like going to Cancun. Yeah. Going to Cancun or something. I I mean, other people like Cancun. Yes. I'm not super into it. Right. And sometimes, you know, I don't get much out of sitting on a beach and kind of doing nothing. So it could have been you just sit in the Icelandic, uh, the, the the Blue Lagoon or something, you know, and, and, and I'm sure people would like that. But. Yeah, for somebody that sounds like a super adventure. And then for other people, it totally doesn't. I guess that's the hard thing is that you, you can't control that. So for, you told for me instance, once. in that case, though, it could have went either way and it did open up. We have been back to Iceland. We have created a residency around iceland we have you know done many things so any trip could have the potential to open up a bunch of possibilities that Mm -hmm. you could never have predicted in the first do you think that that is a product of and we've talked about being an opportunist or like thinking about potential or you know i mean i think that's natural for some of us to be like now that this has happened think of all the other things that could happen you know Like, I know that's part of my personality. I think about, you said a long time ago, everybody's responsible for their own good time. Right. That is something I say often. And you also said every party has a pooper, and that's why we invited you. Party pooper. (laughs) Yeah. That's a song. Jenny, you should sing it. I'll hum along. But I feel like that is also kind of like you commit to the positive side of your brain where you say, I am going to do this. I have decided it is a positive experience. Mm -hmm. I shall take advantage of this situation, including 
when you're like, I will put $300 into my retirement. I will take advantage of this situation. Yeah. And I think I that... will investigate this client project and I will, <laughs> I have learned how to use the pen tool better. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> but I think that attitude is something that even I could take to heart, even though I'm the one who says it, um, because every wasted opportunity is probably an opportunity where you could be doing something and making the most of it anyway. And it's, and it's your own responsibility to do that. So I am probably guilty of being like, Lindsay's like, let's go to the mall. I need a new pair of pants. And then I'm like, Oh, I no, hate pants. I hate the mall. I hate pants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, in, and I do, and I bring a sketchbook or something like that, or I could, look for my own pants yeah instead i just right. don't want to because i hate going to the mall well that's I how i feel pants. about classes and stuff or anytime anyone's like i had a bad experience with this class or i hated that teacher or whatever went horribly or nobody mm-hmm. understands me like i think it's all <laughs> i think it's all related to <laughs> who are these horrible like people of, that like you talk all, all the issues children are are coming to the surface for jenny she's just like reliving <laughs> no, all school i love experience. school <laughs> i would be in school every day all day but nobody understands me no one gets it. No, um, I was just thinking of all, like, we've heard students say it in the past, and we've heard people talk about their experience in school. And, and I'm sure we've been that student on probably, probably. I was for sure that student. I, know, I will I, tell you right yeah. off the bat, I was like, no teachers care about me and my personal goals. And then, of course, you know, like, whether that was true or not, it's probably not true. But I also feel like now that I am a teacher, I am yeah. hyper aware of, like, how that may or right. may not come off. But I do think that's... Like anyone who goes to anything is responsible for like what bringing, you get out yeah, of it. Yeah, like whatever you put into it is what you're going to get out of it or what you want to get out of it. You will get out of it. We were talking about this the other day, too, like um, back when we had convention season, right? And it's still happening for some people and a good chunk of ours is gone. And I sit down sometimes with you guys and I know that you see me do this and I did it the other day and I was saying to myself like, I just need to know what kind of like what kind of participation I should like psych myself up to be at. And like for anybody that doesn't understand what I'm trying to say, it's it's like you know when you put a like a certain amount of mental energy into a project, you're all in or you're not so all in or you're just hanging out or you're just sort of there, you know, right. like whatever level of like I guess energy i don't know I, I thought there was a better like word for that but like you're you dedicate a certain amount of your life's energy to this thing and some people decide to give it all and some people don't and some people are okay with giving just the minimum and some people don't want to do anything unless it's the maximum and i don't think it's always negative though i think if you give it in a specific example here's a specific example that i think is a very basic way if i go to a game store, yeah, I can go with multiple kind of participation levels in mind. I can go looking for people to grab and say, hey, I'm going to teach you guys all a game. Let's sit down and learn this. Yeah, I can go looking for other people who are doing that and I'll just participate and be kind of the passive. Or I can go where I'm just there to kind of like poke my head around and I'm not even going to say anything and I'll just kind of like stand on the periphery. And I think you could apply the same thing to going to a convention where you're either going to go and kind of walk around, but not seriously engage with anybody. Yeah. You're going to um, actively engage with the people who are engaging with you, or you are going to go to be the person who is 
making conversations happen. So when you think about that in terms of like my trip to Everest Base Camp. Yeah. And you've got those three options. The person who's like, let me see what's all of everything. And you're taking your field notes and you're taking the photos and you're asking every person along the street what their cultural history is. And you're trying all the food and you know what I mean? Like all these different kinds of things. And then the person who just is like, take me somewhere and impress me. Yeah. I mean, I maybe my perspective of like just the show up and just exist part always makes me feel like such a turd because I feel like like I know what you're saying I think maybe you should tell me whether or not you feel like it's just a personality thing or something I always feel like if I show up and I don't provide some sort of effort to engage I feel horrible like why am like why am I there like why like like I don't expect anybody to just reach out and be like let me make sure you're having a good time you know? Right. And I think that is, I mean, if your goal is to just kind of maybe go once and check it out and get a feel for it, then that's fine. Cause you're just there to observe. So like in a game store mode, like I can kind of see what you're saying where you're like, I just want to see what this place is about so I yeah. can make my judgment. So you know, like what to expect next time. Do you <laughs> think in those situations you are looking for things to impress you or to make you feel better about a place? Or do you, do you um, use the same kind of like scenario where you say, if I want to have a good time here, I'm going to look for the things that relate to things I'm interested in or go out of my way to search for it. Or do you not do that when when just in normal situations? I probably would just go to get a feel for what's going down. Okay. And I'm so not very like, clinical. I'm not like... What is here? Yeah. What is I, happening? And maybe something amazing happening or maybe it's not. It also just depends on your energy level on that day. And I think even on one trip, on one day... You could just be like, I'm going to talk to every person I meet and I'm going to try and interact and use the language and do right. all sorts of things. So and then on other days you are just like, I am beat and all I, I can think do it relates this. back to time again, like most times and especially if we're talking about a game store to go into a place and say, I'm going to play a bunch of games is an afternoon where you have nothing going on and like you want to engage in that way. Or if you're like, I need to run in here quick because it's right next to where I'm going and check it out. And so I do think it has a lot to do with time. Like I almost went to a event this morning to check it out and see what was going on and attend some classes. And then I was so worried about time that I was like, I'll just go tomorrow because then I can actually like be there present and talk to people and ask questions and not feel like pressured for time. So maybe it does relate back to like wasting time or not wasting time. And the reason why I asked you guys that is that we were just talking about how in some of those circumstances where you're like, I'm going to get the most out of this class and I'm going to get the most out of this trip to Kathmandu or something. <laughs> like a lot of times you're like, I'm spending a thousand dollars to be here. So I better have a good time. So you go out of your way to make sure that you're mm-hmm. not just sitting back waiting for somebody to feed you the best food and teach you the best lesson without, you know, or to read your mind about where you want to go and how you are and all that kind of stuff. But in like a day-to-day scenario, if I go to a restaurant and I have an okay meal, I'm often okay with going back and trying something else. And I don't usually just check it off on a list of no restaurants, you know, but you might. Uh, Are you specifically asking me? I'm saying, I'm saying if you had a bad food at one place, it's the first time you've been there. Would you, would you give it a, would you be like, this place totally did not. 
is not even worth going. I think if it was really bad, then maybe. But oh, Okay, but not just an okay? Yeah, thing. I'm yeah. fine with okay stuff. I oh, think okay. the food, like, as an example, like, I don't think the food is necessarily the entire experience. I'm in it for the atmosphere, you Okay, know? That, that helps, too. Yes. Actually, you're probably right. So if yeah. you were like, this is loud and obnoxious and horrible and yeah. the food was also okay. Yeah, then I would be like, that place is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> but if... The atmosphere is awesome and the food was fine. I would probably go back a bunch of times. I don't know. Yeah. So in that case, you wouldn't have called it a waste. No. You're like, that's not a waste. It's interesting. I think about that all the time because I know that like, especially when you're strapped for like free time and you're strapped for cash or you're strapped for whatever, you're just like, this better count. It better be something that Mm -hmm. I'm into. And then you kind of like, you kind of are in charge of having a good time and you're kind of not in charge of having a good time. I don't know. I just wanted your perspective on that. So I think you're in charge of it, but there's there's outside influences that you can't help. I like I'm specifically thinking if you are like really busy and then you call up a friend and you're like, we should get together. And even though you're busy, you do it. And then one of you is in a horrible mood or something like that. And then you are like, well, that was a waste. You're like, well, I'm not going to hang out with you ever again. <laughs> ever like, again. Take you yeah. off my friend list. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. It's, and that's hard. I don't know. I was just thinking about all that kind of stuff because, again, it's like every day I have a a mental crisis and every day I think to myself, like, what am I going to do? <laughs> what am I going to do two years from now? What am I going to do five years from now? What am I going to do when I'm 65 years old and I'm trying to collect my 401k? You know, <laughs> you know, like, like, I would like to know those things so that I could prepare for them. And I'm much, I'm, I, we were talking about this the other day when I said, I don't like to be surprised ever. I, for whatever reason, it totally just throws me through like mental chaos, you know? And so it's hard to sometimes react to things on the fly unless you knew that a random thing was coming your way. Like you prepared Mm -hmm. for the randomness. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when I think about like the wasting time part, you're like, I want to make sure that this counts. Like I want to be putting in my like stuff for my retirement. I want to be planning my life goals so that I can feel better about international travel. Like I, (laughs) like you kind of want to know who you're supposed to be in the future so that you can start to do it right, you know? But I don't think that's exactly how that works, you know? Yeah. And I don't think everyone has the same like ability to think that far out like i don't think I, a lot of people like to no i don't think i do at all i'm like i am here this day <laughs> in this second i feel like that's like a mantra that people are like live in the now you know and then yeah. jenny's living in the now and then i'm living like two years out and i then, feel like i'm living like three months out yeah that's probably i'm like always thinking about i can't do something months. today because this thing is happening and this class is going to be ending in this amount of time yeah. and like I, I don't think years out, but I think far enough out that I cannot Just live in the live now. In yeah, yeah. I, I think maybe I think a year out. Like a year seems like a good amount of time to be preparing for. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. You know what I'm I saying? I can't even imagine sixty-five. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I want to know that if, for whatever reason, if I go have LASIK eye surgery and then they burn my eyeballs off, that I can fall back on my psychic abilities. And open It'll up. Probably improve your psychic ability. It probably will because my senses, my sixth sense, will be more in tune. Yep. But you know what I mean. I'm yeah. like, okay, well, that's the alternative. I'm prepared. I know what I'm going to do. Better practice my tarot cards now. You know, like, yeah. I don't know. Does you should that... figure out a couple other methods in case your eyes are burned off. 
Like you can't read your tarot cards. Oh shoot! I'll you have should to read get some palms. Probably have like oh, braille yeah. tarot cards. They probably do. I could probably yeah. Somebody could probably help me out, and they'll be like, yeah. or they just tell you. And then I'll just re- I'll just I'll be like whisper it in my ear. However, it gives me comfort to think of everything leading up to the ultimate you, all of it, all of it. And I hate to feel like I'm wasting time. On the flip side of this, when I do have free time, because I put so much pressure on it, I am stifled by choices. On a Sunday, when I have my like list of things that I should be doing, but they're all kind of personal projects, I also have a very hard time actually getting to work because what if I choose the wrong one? Yeah. What if I choose the wrong one and I'm going down a path and then I spend time painting this moss painting and it's stupid, which is exactly what's happening right now. And I should throw it in the trash, but I haven't yet because I keep thinking I should polish it until it looks like something nice. But you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I do know what you mean. And you're like, or I could do this thing that somebody is counting on, but I shouldn't. Yeah. That's why I always text you. I'm like, let me know. I know what you're doing. (laughs) I know I should be doing other things right now too. But I'm like, I don't know. But it's hard. Like, I want it all to count. Like, I want it all to count. And I want to be so prepared. But I don't think that's possible. (laughs) The funny thing is, if you're like, five years from now, this is where I'll be. Yeah. When something like a Groupon pops up, you are all about embracing the moment. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's true. Oops. (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, if I do go to Kathmandu, here's how the rest of my life would pan out. It's like an easy, easy understanding of all the possibilities. That is kind of very true. I like go to class and then I'll come back and Lindsay would be like, guess what? I just planned a trip to Mount Everest. And I'll be like, why? Why? When did this even even become a thought? And now I've been gone for four hours and I have come back. And it's because the Groupon showed up. And I I thought to myself, oh, it's possible now. It was floating around in the ether of possibility, not really touching land at any point, kind of like a storm cloud. And then one lightning strike came down and changed my entire world. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, future includes Mount Everest now. Whereas before, I was just complaining about it, complaining about how nobody should go there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, wait a second, I could go there. (laughs) Now I am part of the We'll get our high-powered binoculars and... And creep on all the people that yeah. are up there and be like, you Maybe shouldn't you be throwing your candy bar you could write a book about wrapper. it and then it would be worth it. That's what people do, you know? Yeah, they do. You have to climb it to write a book about no, it. No, no, no. Be like, I, like, I looked at it. <laughs> I've seen it with my eyes. I'm you an expert. make it up at once you get there. Yeah. That's, yeah. Or you could I'll just... put like, my foot on it and I'll be like, <laughs> I climbed it a little bit. <laughs> and I'll be like, the consistency of this mountain is of rocks and snow. <laughs> the end. So and technical, like I saw another person in front of me in line climbing through the bottleneck, and then yep. that's it. And I'll be like, they were way up there in front of me in line. <laughs> they were so far up in front of me in line that I was, I was behind. I was back in Kathmandu watching TV. So think about that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of wasting time, being efficient, being efficient with your decisions and your time and your process, it's hard not to be down on yourself. Everybody's like. You got one life. You can only do it once. Do you can only get this one second of your life this one time. Don't do something dumb with it. And you're like, yeah, that's good advice. That's a good thing that I'm going to put on like a successories poster and then stare at it. And then you're also like, I'm still going to look at my phone tonight and feed my fake cats in my cat <laughs> game. And I'm going to continue to do that and waste my time and feel totally okay about it. Doing things you like to do is not a waste of time. 
when you compare though is that when it becomes a hard choice yeah and i think it's something that everyone struggles with because obviously there's the motivation to get better and to progress and to make forward momentum on every single aspect of everything all the time somebody on twitter was was quoting some other person that's like somebody else if you're not working on your game somebody else is and then you're like are they though well they might be my my weird ass game we're working on some other (laughs) awesome strategy that's not a jumble of garbage like like mine but then you're like but maybe I should streamline here. Anyway, keep going, Chris. Well, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe in that? Do you believe in that? That someone else is always working? I don't yeah, think, somebody else is taking your place. So. I don't think there's exclusively a place for one person to okay. be like the top right. and then everyone else missed out on their chance. Because so they no, didn't I don't work believe their that. life away. In and I believe that hard direction. work is important, but I also believe to what end. Yeah. Um, like what is the what is the end game scenario here? Is there a point where you're going to work so hard that now you're the best and then you never have to do it again and you can enjoy doing other things? Or is it that you enjoy it so much that that is the enjoyment for you? What do you think? What's yours? Do you have an end game? My end game is to have a wonderful work life balance to do things that I enjoy. But I also have never been like, I need to be the most famous or the most recognized at anything. Do you think most people think that they want to be the most famous or the most recognized i don't know yeah i don't know either no probably not but i think some people do some people probably i think some people want recognition and i think some people they don't even want maybe like they don't want to be like tom cruise Cruise. (laughs) i don't know somebody that everyone knows but in their industry they want to be the most recognized i mean we have a friend who his goal in life is to get an award that is presented by other ad agency designers that no one outside of the ad agency world would ever even know about. So it's kind of like this ultimate award that 99.9% of society has no clue about. But to him, it's very important. That's interesting that that would be his end game. I don't know so, if it's his end game, but it's a goal. But he's also the guy that was like, before I'm 30, I have to go to all seven continents. Which I think is a pretty also good goal. I think it's interesting what people consider as their like pinnacle of success. I mean, I know this is different than wasting your time. I mean, not really because you're working towards something, right? All that time spent on social media, all that time spent just like manicuring your weird portfolio. Like, <laughs> your weird portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm talking specifically about mine, and the non-manicuring that I do. When you think about it, you're like... Okay, which which part of this is actually worth doing? And that worth doing part, that part where you analyze what is worth doing is the part that drives me nuts. It is always a surprise what is worth doing or not worth doing. Like I was thinking of Chris's games a second ago, like you've been playing games forever. But in the last couple of years, board games have become such a big part of your free time and what you do. But it's also led to like developing games and working on game content and also game nights and so it's not like a waste and so even though if somebody from the outside was like playing board games all the time like that's useless and you'd be like actually it has like opened up this whole new section of my life i feel like that's how outside interests work also playing board games all the time does not constitute like once every two weeks yeah (laughs) so it's kind of sad that that 
Chris would like yeah. to play games. I would like to more. play a lot more. Yeah, <laughs> no, that, I know what you mean. It's but just like, that it's that weight of like sometimes I'm like I could like, do this, or I should be editing doing, these photos, or I should be yeah, doing the podcast, yeah. or I should be doing client work, or right. I should be probably cleaning my house or taking care of my pets or all these other things and although board games or video games are where I would like to spend my time and I kind of they occupy a fair amount of my headspace the amount of time I actually spend doing those things is incredibly low compared to things everything or else. just in general yeah, or just everything else but I I like how people identify you part art part tall part <laughs> part <laughs> Part games in general. I think they That's do that part because of your every identity. time somebody walks in, then Jenny points at me and goes, "He has a board game night." Come yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which well, lots that, of people I mean, come in and do their own board game nights too, which is pretty yep. exciting. I think like people find each other, and yeah. I feel like that is exactly what happens. Like when you dedicate a chunk of your life to something that you're like, "Is it worth it?" And you're like, "Actually, yes." It feeds every other aspect of my humanity to do this thing I like. Well, okay. So for instance, video games, I've played my entire life. Yeah. And it has never been my goal to be in the industry of video games. So I don't think of it like playing video games is going to propel some aspect of my life into a different level. Right. It's just like the act of doing it is what I like about it. Even going to like Penny Arcade Expo or something like that is not even an interest to me. Maybe my example that I started off this entire podcast with might disprove the thing I'm about to say. (laughs) I don't want to climb Mount Everest, but I like reading about mountains. I want to see what it's like. It's like when you're you're like, I don't have any good examples of this, but you can't be an expert of something. Not like my end goal is to be an expert of Mount Everest, but I feel like I'm in the category now of like beyond just recreational reader. There is a point where you you have read everybody's account of the same, like every year, you know, you see all the websites, you like consume this media at a certain point and all of a sudden you reach like a threshold where you're like, I am unsatisfied with the amount of stuff I'm getting on the day to day with this. Where can I go to have this experience on a different dimension? I don't think I'm going to ever get to the point where I want to climb it. I don't think I even could. But I feel like there is something about like actually going and viewing it. It's the same thing that I think like if you're a biologist, you don't sit there and just read about birds all day. You have to actually go and look at them and work with them and actually understand the entirety of it. You don't just like, I like birds. And then you just go look at some birds. I feel like that is a point where you have your thirst for something has been quenched to a point. But then you're like, you know, what would be also good is if I understood it from this angle. Maybe some people never get past the point of like, they like finish it. They finish every single example of whatever media they could possibly find and they dust their hands off and they're like, that's good enough. I was just thinking about that big thought, big life thought. You're like, when I'm 65 and I look back at my entire life and all the things that have made me who I am and all the interests that I've pursued, like my several years of getting really invested in understanding 1920s, 1930s circus and all the time I spent, like, understanding cowboys. And all the time that I, you <laughs> Were these know. your past hobbies? Oh, yeah. yeah. Are, she used to be in the same way about cowboys and circus as she was about Everest now. So. Yep. <laughs> so who knows what's next? Who knows what's next? But there are things like that where you just, you can't stop yourself from being incredibly intrigued. And I just wonder how many of those dots end up, like, falling off, like my circus one. I don't know what happened to that, but all of a sudden I transitioned from that to something completely different and it never went down a path. 
Were you joined the circus? I never joined the circus. <laughs> I, my tumbling skills are limited. But if you think about it, you're like, yeah, that didn't lead to something else. That was not a waste of time. It wasn't a waste of time. I mean, you. It's still a thing that you enjoyed made me it, and that's, that's what it was. It was something to be intrigued by. You created artwork about it. You yeah. read a lot of books, consumed a lot of documentaries, went to the circus. I did. But you know what I mean? That's like going to Everest. <laughs> you go there and you you're done. There, yep, you were like, I saw it. I don't know why it just stopped. You just smacked your hands clean. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, you never know when it just stops and you're like, was that a waste of time? Should I have been focusing all my circus time on something else? Probably not. <laughs> no. But it's I... amazing how much time and money and energy I spent thinking about the circus during those couple of years. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Do you guys yeah, do Yeah, well, that? now that you're fixed on Everest, it is hard to imagine you having that passion for the circus. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, now you know. That I love the circus and I love cowboys and I love Mount Everest. (laughs) Okay. And I love thinking about the future and when I'm 65 years old. So, well, the only thing that we can do is, again, like Jenny's life motto, live in the now (laughs) and just pick up wherever the things that we're interested in and just do those and then see what happens and then try not to freak out about it. Right. Yeah, I think that it's always good to just embrace the things that you're interested in and don't feel bad about it. And I mean, that's what life is for. Don't apologize. Don't apologize. Don't apologize for your weird interests. Just do it. Unless if they're too weird, then apologize. Then maybe apologize. <laughs> but <laughs> but if you if you like to apologize, we can be your confessional booth and you can find us and tell us all about the things you should feel bad about or all about your life goals. Either way, where, Chris? Well, you should probably keep those private. So <laughs> email us at podcast at lightgrayartlab.com. You can find us on our blog, blog.lightgrayartlab.com. You can like us on Facebook and stay up to date there. You can follow us on Twitter at lightgrayartlab. And we will, um, if you want to have a public confession, there, that's the place <laughs> to do it. Um, you can subscribe to the show on the iTunes Music Store, stream it directly on Stitcher Radio, or follow us on lightgrayartgallery.tumblr.com to see all sorts of work from upcoming shows, past shows, um, process from artists, all sorts of stuff. A lot of good stuff is popping up there now, um, both for the Cosmos exhibition and um, soon-to-be Patches and Stitches. So if you guys want to see all that stuff, definitely stay tuned. There's a lot of really cool things coming up. So, And even the Iceland Residency exhibition. Certainly. Yep. certainly. I've seen a couple things sneak out about that. So Yeah, so we'll definitely be talking more about that as it gets closer. And just uh, put all these awesome dates on your calendar. Lots of stuff coming up this summer. We're going to be at a couple other real fun events like Autoptic is coming up later this summer, uh, as well as Bastille Day. So if you're local and you want to come see some art and say hi, uh, we'll put a calendar up there under our events link on the website. Thanks for listening to our conversation today. Thanks for, for silently making me feel better about all my life goals. We'll talk to you soon. Are we going to do the nickname thing? What was your nickname again? Peenzine. <laughs> no. Chris Heine Backup. Heine Chris backup. Heine Backup. <laughs> yeah. I think you right. should tell people that story. I don't think we're going to do the nickname thing, so let's just go ahead. And... Okay. All right. I forgot what I usually say. Welcome. Welcome. To like oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, why is it so hard? Okay. Ready?